Right, in this episode of the podcast, I want to talk to you about Waltraud Wagner. She was an Austrian woman. These crimes took place in Vienna, Austria, in Europe. They took place between 1983 and 1989. There was over 15 victims. She was known as the Angel of Death. And she did it with a whole bunch of other people that I'm going to get into now. If you do end up liking this podcast, please subscribe on YouTube and hit follow on Spotify. Now, Maria Gruber, Irene Laidolf, Stephanie Meyer and Waltrude Wagner made up one of the most unusual crime teams in the 20th century. The four Austrian women were nurses working at Lane's General Hospital in Vienna and together murdered scores of patients. Just so you know, I'm reading out a couple of newspaper articles that I found when I did my research. Wagner, who was 23 at the time, was the first to kill a patient with an overdose of morphine in 1983. She discovered in the process that she enjoyed playing God and holding the power of life and death in her hands. She recruited Gruber, who was 19, and Laidoff, who was 21, and eventually the house mother of the group, 43-year-old Stephanie Meyer. However, lethal injection didn't provide enough excitement and soon the self-styled death pavilion had invented their own murder method. While one held the victim's head and pinched their nose, another would pour water into the victim's mouth until they drowned in their bed. Since elderly patients frequently had fluid in their lungs, it was an unprovable crime. They were caught after they were overheard bragging about their latest murder at a local tavern. In total, they confessed to 49 murders over 6 years, but may have been responsible for as many as 200. Now built in 1839, Lane's General Hospital is the fourth largest medical facility in Vienna, Austria, with some 2,000 people on staff. Pavilion 5 at Lane's is typically reserved for problem cases, patients in their 70s or older, many of them terminally ill. In such a setting, death is no surprise. If anything, it sometimes comes as a relief, but there are limits, even so. Beginning in the spring of 1983 and lasting through the early weeks of 1989, death got a helping hand at Lane's. Officially, the body count would start at 42, but educated guesses put the final tally to 300 victims for the hospital's hard-working angels of death. Waltrude Wagner, a nurse's aide on the graveyard shift at Pavilion 5, was 24 years old when she set the ball rolling in 1983. As later reconstructed by authorities, she got the notion of eliminating patients when a 77-year-old woman asked Wagner to end her misery. Waltrude obliged the lady with a morphine overdose. Discovering in the process that this was actually fun, she thought this was thrilling and holding the power of life and death in her hands. It was actually too much fun to quit, too nice to keep from sharing with her special friends. Over time, Wagner recruited three accomplices, all working the night shift at Pavilion 5. Maria Gruber was a nursing school dropout and unwed mother. Irene Laidoff had a husband at home but preferred hanging out with the girls. Stephanie Meyer, a divorced grandmother older than Wartrude. And Stephanie Meyer, who was a divorced grandmother and considerably older than Wartrude, uh, who immigrated from Yugoslavia in 1987. She wound up at Lane's, soon joining ranks with her murderous cronies. As described by prosecutors at her trial, Wagner was the most sadistic of the group, instructing her disciples on the proper techniques of lethal injection, teaching them the water cure, 
wherein a patient's nose was pinched, the tongue depressed, and water was poured down the throat. The victim's death, while slow and agonizing, appeared natural on a ward where elderly patients frequently die with fluid in their lungs. In the police view, Wagner awakened their sadistic instincts. Soon they were running a concentration camp, not a hospital ward. At the slightest sign of annoyance or complaint from a patient, they'd planned the patient's murder for the following night. Annoyances in Walter's book, including snoring, soiling the sheets, refusing medication, or buzzing the nurse's station for help at inconvenient times. In such cases, Wagner would proclaim this one gets a ticket to God, executing the murder herself or with help from one of the accomplices. Even with four killers working the ward, it took some time from the deadly game to accelerate. Most of the homicides linked to Wagner and company occurred after 1987, when Meyer rounded out the team. But Waltrue remained the prime mover and head executioner for what was soon nicknamed the Death Pavilion. Rumours of a killer at large on Pavilion 5 were widespread by 1988, and Dr. Javier Pessendorfo, in charge of the ward, was suspended in April 1989 for failure to launch a timely investigation. Still, it would be negligence among the killers that led to their ultimate downfall. Waltraud and her cohorts liked to have a few drinks after work, reliving special cases that amused them, chuckling over this victim's dying expressions or that one's convulsions. In February 1989, they were giggling over the death of elderly Julie Drapple. They treated her, or they thought they treated her, to the water cure for refusing medication and calling Wagner a common slut. When a doctor seated nearby picked up snatches of the conversation, the doctor was horrified. He went to the police and a six-weeks investigation led to the arrest of all four suspects on April the 7th. In custody, the death angels confessed to 49 specific murders, Wagner allegedly claiming 39 of her own. The ones who got on my nerves, she explained, were dispatched directly to a free bed with the good lord. It was not always simple. She allowed, of course, the patients resisted. But we were stronger. We could decide whether these old fogies lived or died. This is Wagner explaining her thought process. Their ticket to God was long overdue in any case. There was immediate speculation on a much higher body count. Wagner's accomplices pointing guilty fingers at their mentor in a bid to save themselves. Alois Staker, head of Vienna's health department, quoted Irene Liedoff as being convinced that 100 patients were killed by Wagner in the past two years. Stephanie Meyer admitted helping Wagner out on several homicides that Walter managed to forget. Indeed, as the case progressed to trial, Wagner became increasingly reluctant to discuss her role in the murders. By late 1990, she had backed off her original boast of 39 victims, claiming a maximum of 10 patients killed to ease their pain. Chancellor Franz Ranzicki was unimpressed with the turnabout, calling the Lane's murder spree the most brutal and gruesome crime in Austria's history. Nor were judge and jury sympathetic when the four defendants went to trial in March 1991. Prosecutors failed to sell their case on 42 counts of murder, but they proved enough to do the job. Waltraud Wagner was convicted of 15 murders, 17 attempted murders, and two courts of aggravated assault, drawing a sentence of life imprisonment. Irene Ladoff also got life on conviction of five murders and two bungled attempts. 
Stephanie Meyer earned 15 years for a manslaughter conviction and seven counts of attempted murder, while Maria Gruber received an identical term for two murders. Now, in terms of my own personal opinion on this, firstly, sadism is the right word. They enjoyed inflicting pain onto other people. But the kind of people, elderly, those who are there because they can no longer protect themselves, and I say that respectfully, right? The elderly are the most vulnerable. But if you're going to pick all the elderly, it goes to show how weak and pathetic you are yourself. There's something burning inside of you. Whether if, if you're getting pleasure into killing other people, that must have stemmed from some kind of anger, right? And these females were unable to decipher whatever anger they had and took it out on these elderly. So if you think about it, right, the eldest one, the one that came from Yugoslavia, Stephanie Meyer. Now, for those that know, obviously during the Cold War, I don't even think Yugoslavia existed. I think it, it became its own state, like in the 80s, when uh, communism was going, right? Now, I know many people from that area. I've got quite a few Bosnian friends. And war-torn, right, fighting for food, civil war, right, um, totalitarian rule, like Stephanie Meyer would have had a very, very troubled childhood because in 1987, she was a divorced grandmother or around that time, which means she grew up during the entire Soviet empire. So the hardship she must have seen, I can only imagine the psychological effects. I'm not justifying it at all. I'm trying to give you a context into the sick, sick minds of these people that there had to have been something in their lives that destroyed their entire fiber of being for them to act in this manner. Who in their right mind gets pleasure in killing other people, especially the elderly? I know, I know, there's many killers, many killers who get pleasure into killing other people. I know, it's nothing new. But when you read it, and when you look at details like, you know, when they close their nose and they pour water down their throat, that is specific. It's specific to that. There was something about the way the patients gagged and choked and fought for their lives in that moment that these individuals found thrilling. In the case of Stephanie, she would have seen a lot of kids die. She would have seen a lot of people suffer. And now her seeing others suffer, maybe it's, it's revenge in her mind. Maybe it's like, well, this happened to me, so now it's going to happen to you. I don't know. I, I know it's far-fetched, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to give context to why anyone would act in this way. I mean, if we take the main perpetrator, Waltrud Wagner, this all for her was just a power trip. If you try and break it down, controlling these three women are her disciples, the power over them and the elderly where she could do whatever she wants, and the notion that she could play God by taking life is just playing into her own ego. I mean, maybe Friedrich Nietzsche was right. Maybe might is right. That's a different discussion. But it's clear to me that these women are some of the most perverted, sick, inhumane stories I've ever read, taking place in Austria, which, by and large, generally speaking, doesn't really have a presence in the in the in the global landscape. I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm trying to say, when do you ever hear stories coming out of Austria? Right? Quiet country, does its own little business, doesn't cause a ruckus. So hopefully these guys will never ever ever be released from prison if indeed they're still alive. 
and may their victims rest in peace. Thank you for listening.